The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and this is the place to be for all of your sports betting needs, kind of like betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts using that promo code Podcast one. Steve Fezzik's the man. You guys know how I feel about my dude Fez. Only two-time winner of the Super Contest. Really, that's all you need to know. Total stud at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. I'm Ross Tucker. I think you guys know that. Former NFL offensive lineman. You can check me out at Ross Tucker NFL. Twitter and Instagram. Facebook is facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, or you can always just shoot me an email over at RossTucker.com if you'd like. That's also where you can check out all the other shows we have, Fantasy Feast, College Draft, Ross Tucker Football Podcast, as well as the awesome sponsors, kind of like MyFrontPageStory.com, which might be too late to get one for Mother's Day. You can still try, I guess, MyFrontPageStory.com. Dot com. It's worth a try if they'll do a deadline order for you because those that's the best Mother's Day gift I've ever seen. Dave, great to have you back again this week. We didn't get into any of the 2020 stuff in terms of the draft or even you know some of the rookie numbers that you guys posted at betonline.ag. I guess I was curious as to, you know, how many people, I see you got props for offensive rookie of the year. You've got rookie quarterbacks to start week one at one and a half. Oh my gosh, by the way, Dave, that's an over, man. You got to change that. One and a half. It's definitely Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins. I need to bet my life existence on that. They're like both starting that. week one. I didn't know it was one and a half. Jeez. Um, you got a bunch of Kyler Murray props, Daniel Jones props. Um, then you've got defensive rookie props. Do a lot of people, you know, get down on those shortly after the draft? A little bit, not too much right away though. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that kind of trickles in as you get closer to the season. You might take a little bit of early action, but you know, uh, not a whole lot. Um, a couple of sharp guys might bet something, but you know, do they want their money locked up until next 
January, um, not really. Um, but we take a little bit of action, but it's it's not not a ton right away. Steve, do you ever do you ever look at those the the uh, the props and and the bets for the rookies right after they're drafted? Oh, I'll look at everything. You know, it's interesting, Ross, how you're saying Dwayne Haskins. You love him to start. I would absolutely bet against him starting week one. So it shows how there's always both two sides to an equation. I can't see why Washington would throw him out there week one instead of giving Case Keenum a shot and um, bringing Haskins along uh, more slowly. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll be wrong. Um, it is interesting. You even have a bunch of Josh Rosen uh, props, which I which I really like. I mean, it's it's just cool how you have Cleveland Farrell sacks, Josh Allen sacks. I mean, it's it's pretty cool how quickly people can bet on this stuff. Offensive rookie of the year odds. Was there a lot of um, movement, Dave, or any movement? I'm looking in terms of uh, you know the odds to win the Super Bowl. It looks like the Rams had. Slightly more favorable odds. The Chiefs probably have had the biggest movement from eight to one odds to win the Super Bowl to ten to one. I'm guessing that's primarily just Tyreek Hill, right? Yeah, absolutely. They, yeah, they actually, I think they were seven to one. They were the seven to one favorites last uh, two weeks ago, I believe, before the draft. And uh, then, then after all the Tyreek Hill stuff came out, they dropped down to ten to one, and and the uh, Rams and the Patriots are now ahead of them. But yeah, as far as the draft is concerned, I mean odds don't move too much. I mean, we won't move the odds just based on what happens in the draft unless some kind of veteran was traded or dra- or traded or whatever. But they're they're not going to move much. I mean, they might move just based on overreaction from betters. Oh, this they this so and so team drafted so and so player. They're going to be great and. All of a sudden, you get an influx of action on them, and you know the guys might move it a little bit of bait based on that. But but based off slowly what happens in the draft, not really. L- little tinkering here and there, nothing significant. Um, Steve, how about you? Like after the after the draft, are there any season win total numbers or anything? Like I know that you don't like rookie quarterbacks, so did you go right to? Giants and Redskins and hit the under. Um, you know how how does the draft affect you in any way? Do you, are you betting any season long stuff right after it happens? Well, I'm certainly looking at both teams to go under, especially the Giants at six. I think that the Giants. Um, I don't think Jones going to play until um, probably late in the year. But the bottom line is they gave up their number six pick in 2019. Now it might be a great pick. Long-term. But short-term, I expect Eli to start most of the games. Um, if he doesn't, the Giants are already having a bad year. And so because the Giants wasted this year uh, their number six pick, I think that um, the Giants under is the only way that I could look. Now, it's possible that the Giants and Washington may hit home run down the road long-term. But short-term, those are certainly teams I'm going to look to fade Bottom line, though, when you look at the week one betting board, you think all this draft and all this massive amount of coverage, probably some big line moves, right? No, one line move. You nailed it, Ross. It had nothing to do with the draft. Tyreek Hill 
very likely to be suspended. Money on Jacksonville, which I agree with. Uh, they're hosting Kansas City. Jacksonville drops from a five to a four point. Excuse me. Kansas City drops from a five to a four point favorite. And um, I think even a plus four Jacksonville probably has solid value in the game. What about Dave? Um, I always get the emails, updated emails with all of the betonline.ag odds, which I love. You guys already have a bunch of odds out on uh, next year's draft and who's, you know, the odds on favorite to be the first pick in next year's draft. Do people end up getting in on those at all? I know Tua Tungo Vialoa is the overwhelming favorite, but there's also Justin Herbert, Jake Fromm. Is that the only 2020 bet uh, draft bet that you have up right now, Dave? Yeah, so far. I mean, <clears throat> we released that the other day, or probably a week and a half ago, right after the draft. Um, so far, that's the only uh, prop we have up. You know, we'll wait. Like I said, you, got, you really got to be careful with these draft props. So, uh, you know, that's really the only one that we'll get. If you're going to release something now, you're going to make want to make sure there is some PR, there's some buzz around it, and that's pretty much the only thing that you're going to get PR and buzz from now. So, you know, throw that up now, take a little bit of action on it, see what people bet on, but it won't even take that much action this early. But two has been bet a little bit. We opened him plus 300, I believe. He's down to plus 200, I, I think, and Herbert's right behind a plus 350. I know books in Vegas have him a lot to a lot more of a favorite, so we'll see. So that's so that makes sense. So then that's so that's mainly a marketing thing because everybody right after this draft wants to know wants to see who the odds-on favorite is for next year's draft. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, some people will bet it, but it's more. I mean, like I said a zillion times, broken record. I'm more the marketing kind of guy here, so. uh and, you know, NFL is king in our industry and in our in our business. And you just want to keep that NFL discussion going 24-7, 365, because that moves the needle not only with the bottom line, but PR. I mean, look, I'm on your podcast now, and when is it? May, and we're talking NFL Draft 2020. I mean, this is why we do it, right? You know, to get people talking. It's always discussion. You can put on any of these news channels, and even though there's MLB games, NBA playoffs, et cetera, et cetera, they're talking about the draft still two weeks later and, and and camp and this and that and the other things. So you always have to have NFL on people's minds, always. Dave, uh, thank you so much for the time last week and again this week. It's always much appreciated. You add so much to the show. Really appreciative of you and our, our whole partnership with betonline.ag. Thank you so much. All right, boys. Thank you so much. All right, so Steve, before we get into some email questions uh, for this week, I guess my question to you is, is there any other uh, NFL week one bets or anything else post-draft? I know we're a couple weeks past it now, but anything else after the draft that you recommend to people that we didn't mention last week? I think you got to take a, a shot in week one betting San Francisco at Tampa Bay. Um Tampa Bay is still favored, and Ross, you're going to have to explain this one to me because Jimmy G's coming back. I think San Francisco is a sleeper team to be a playoff contender, and Tampa, all they do is uh, struggle seemingly year after year. I'm not seeing it. Why Tampa Bay with a, always a below-average home field advantage should be favored against San Francisco, that's one bet I think you should make right now. 
Got it. Um, man, I, I feel like if I've learned, if people have learned anything from this podcast, Steve, one of the things they've learned is, you know, especially if they're just a recreational better, like if they're not really, tra- which most people listen to this, they're just making games more interesting. Um, they really need to bet the draft. I mean, it's a good, good event, Steve, to make money and make what's already a pretty fun night and event even more fun. Oh, absolutely. And it literally, if someone wanted to know, how can you win betting the draft and the like, you don't need to know, um, you don't need to do all of the heavy lifting on the work in terms of going through each and every player. Literally, it can be as easy as just go through Kuiper, go through uh, McShay, go through all the guys with their mock drafts and where they're moving guys. And when you see guys moving down on their boards, well, they're dialed in. They've got their analysts and their people that they're working with. So when you see a wide receiver that's dropping uh, precipitously in their mock drafts, there's probably good intel out there that that's a player that teams have major concerns about. And even if you are unaware of what those concerns are, then betting that player to go under, I'm sorry, over, over in terms of where he's going to land in the draft almost always is a solid investment. What about, um, let's get into some some email questions, Steve, because I feel like it's been a while. We've got some good questions. As a reminder to folks, all you have to do is take advantage of any of our sponsors, such as betonline.ag or uh, using the promo code PODCAST1, or just go to rostucker.com and you can see all the sponsors we have, and they're all awesome. Take advantage of any of them if you'd like. Or even, uh, there's Mother's Day, flowers, we got lots of them. Um, or even just, if you've got to make an Amazon purchase, go ahead and go to the banner ad on the homepage at RossTucker.com before you do it. Any of that stuff, or just rate and review the show. Any of that stuff lets you ask Steve any question you want. So here we go, Steve. This is from Todd in Colorado. Hey, Ross, I have a few questions, so I'll continue to send Amazon purchases through your sponsor link for the next month or so. If you need me to do one at a time, just let me know, and I'll send back individually. Thank you in advance. Number one, as I constantly listen to Sharps talk about trying to middle a number, say minus three in the NFL, do you ever consider using live in-game to middle? For instance, betting the Pats in the Super Bowl minus two, and then if the Pats score an early field goal or even touchdown, betting the Rams at, say, plus five and playing for that middle, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you don't want to just blindly say, hey, I've got a middle. I want to play it. In other words, I'll use an example. Let's say we bet San Francisco against Tampa Bay plus one, and then Months later, the game kicks off and San Francisco takes the lead 7 nothing, and now San Francisco's laying four and a half. Do we want to go ahead and lock in a great middle and play back Tampa Bay? Well, I'd, I'd answer it all depends. Who do you like at that point in time? If you're neutral and you think the line should be four and a half, just stick with your original bet. You've got a good bet. You would only play back if for some reason you thought that the other team at that price was a good bet as well. And then, of course, you've got the best of both worlds because it's a riskless bet because you've already got it covered with a, um, the other side being bet as well. So you really need to like the other side as well. But oftentimes, Ross, um, when I bet a team like plus one and the line moves to like 
uh, plus two in the other direction, I'm usually going to start leaning to the other side before the game starts. Now, that is not the case necessarily in in-game wagering. i got to evaluate what I've seen with my eyes and make a um, new determination in terms of who I like at that point in time based upon the updated number and what I've seen transpire early in the game from um, the early playing. Got it. Okay, well, that was his first question. And he keeps, every time he makes an Amazon purchase, he goes through RossTucker.com, the homepage. So he keeps sending them to me. I appreciate it, Todd. He, number, question number two. Given live betting does not take into account the NFL team that is winning-losing, do you find it plus EV to bet on some of the top teams and comeback percentage over a period of time that may start a game down 7 nothing or 14 nothing, but have a strong quarterback offense and his solid history of comebacks? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that it's hard to go wrong back in Brady, back in Breeze, um, a team like that with strong character that gets behind. They almost always seem to come back. And, of course, the poster child was, of course, the New England 28-3 to Super Bowl against Atlanta where they were um, a huge underdog and won the game outright. Um, but New England pretty much is a, is a team that you can count on to make adjustments. I think it all depends. Certain good teams are different than other good teams. I'll use a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers that has not been a high-character team that um, oftentimes Pittsburgh can get that behind against that bad team, and they're still going to lose to the Raiders because they just have not demonstrated that ability that a, a team like New England has. So I think it's, te- it's team by team dependent. Some good teams are much better investments when they get down than other good teams are. Um, I know when Jacksonville was really good, for instance, with Blake Bortles, they were a team that was a great front runner. They got ahead, and their, that defense would just extend the lead. But when Jacksonville got behind, even though they, when they were a playoff team, Blake Bortles just was unable to bring that team from behind. Then he has um, any suggestions for best sport or way to use to hammer through some rollover after a large futures win. Given we are post-NFL season, college hoops and NCAA tourney immediately comes to mind. Thanks and great stuff by you guys as always. I don't understand that, Steve. You have to explain that to me. Best way, best sport or way to use to hammer through some rollover after a large futures win. I'm, I'm lost. Okay, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little lost on the large futures win, but I think that what the betters getting at is a lot of these books offer really good bonuses, like a 100% bonus even. You put in 2000 and they match it. But they don't match it. You can't withdraw it until you have rolled it over five or ten times, Ross. So you basically have to bet $20,000 to lock up um, that 100% bonus. So that's where the rollover comes from. How can you get a really high rollover? Well, this question could be the easiest question in the history of even money listen to the ross tucker even money football podcast each and every week where ross and i go through the entire board and give you leans and best bets to make each and every week and i would just blindly follow that and bet into those recommendations to roll your money over each and every week got it okay i i like it um let's do one more steve while we're on it and this comes to us from Ed Lane, who took advantage of the 1-800-Flowers deal, which is still there. Just click on the radio icon in the upper right and uh, put in the code FOOTBALL for this awesome deal. 
Ed Lane. He said, um, Fez, for folks who are just getting started in the sports betting space, what are some basic tips on how to budget, make picks, and stay afloat if you are a casual person who does not have the time expertise to turn it into a full-time job? Are there certain philosophies to best consider? Yeah, have fun. Uh, don't bet very much. So the I see people at the craps table at Vegas, and although there are a few select professional craps players, cross, uh, Ross, believe it or not, they can control the die, it's, um, and it's almost impossible to do, so I won't even describe how difficult it is to keep the dies on access as you roll sevens less often. Um, at the craps table, people are betting $5 and $500. And you know what? The $5 bettors seem to be having every bit as much fun, if not more, than the $500 bettors. So along the way, if you're just getting started, there's no reason for you to be making anything but minimum bets. Minimum bets are great. You can bet $5 on 20 games and have action all weekend long. And even if you're not any good at this, that's $100 in action. The theoretical household is 4.54%. You should lose $5 betting every game each and every week. Well, that's a foot long at, at Subway. So clearly, if you just bet small, you can have an awful lot of fun with this without um, ever having to really worry about any kind of financial implications. So my advice to newbies is to bet extremely small and just enjoy it. Wow. I, I like that. That's a great way to do it. Um, because really, whether you have $5 on it or 20 or, or 100 or whatever, I mean, it makes a great point. You either have money on it and you have a vested interest or you don't. I mean, I know that the more money you have on it, Steve, then, you know, the more um, risk there is, maybe the more adrenaline you'll have. Like, I, I get that. But ultimately, you either have a rooting interest in a game that you're watching or you don't. And a piece of advice, if I can give to all the betters and to you, Ross, that's $5 minimum on each and every NFL team and college team, for that matter, if you can, to go over or under their season win, you will be shocked how you will know more about every single team than you have ever known your entire life. Because all of a sudden, that $20 or $5 that you bet on the New York Giants under six wins will compel you to follow the Giants much more than you ever would have had you had no dog in the fight and no action on the Giants for their season wins. So I try to actually, I mean, I make really big bets on some selective bets, NFL season wins, but I try to have a rooting interest on each and every team just to keep my interest at a heightened level, if you will. So if I'm focused on that, imagine what it's going to do to the average person. So let me ask you this, Steve, just out of curiosity. What is like the, uh, what are the limits for the NFL season win totals? Well, over at the one of the biggest books uh, right now at Bookmaker, they just put them up, and it's two thousand um, dollars is their limit. And most books in Vegas, it's a thousand dollars right now. Got it. Okay, I was just curious as to how big. What about like when you get to week one in the NFL, or even now, how much can you bet on uh, on a specific game? It depends upon the book. I went into CGT Technologies, which used to be the biggest book in in Vegas in terms of limits, but it's gone down. And um, it depends who's working, Ross. I tried to bet Baltimore um, 
at Miami, minus three they had, and I asked for 2,000, and they gave it to me. So I was thrilled. And then I tried to bet Baltimore again, minus three, lay 15 the next day. And I asked for 2,000 more, and they gave me 1,000. So um, I guess the long answer is I think most books take $1,000 to $2,000 right now on NFL Week 1. By the way, even at minus four, Ross, um, who's going to bet Miami in that game, frankly, or who's going to bet Miami all year long? I think Baltimore's still good at minus four. Steve, you are amazing. You never disappoint. Great job answering those email questions. Very, very cool. Hopefully more people send them in. All you have to do is take advantage of any of our sponsors like betonline.ag. The Derby's behind us, but more Triple Crown races to come. Obviously, the NBA playoffs are still going. NHL playoffs, you can get on Major League Baseball. This is the time where I know a lot of people end up focusing on some of these different things in terms of the playoffs and NBA, NHL. The place to do it, betonline.ag. The promo code, podcast1. It's really that simple. Podcast1 is the code at betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. They are phenomenal, kind of like Steve Fezzik. Absolutely phenomenal. Love those email questions. Please take advantage of any of the sponsors at RossTucker.com or just rate and review the show. I mean, it takes you three seconds to do a five-star rating of the show and put two sentences in and then take a screenshot and send it to me. And then you're able to get whatever you want from uh, Steve Fezzik. Ask him any question you want. Other than that, certainly check out the Fantasy Feast this week. Nelson Sousa was amazing on the rest of the draft winners, and really the draft losers, I think, are as important as anything else, uh, as well as the College Draft Podcast, some specific players that were head-scratchers to me in the draft. A lot to get to. Other than that, though, I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you win some money on whatever you bet on over at betonline.ag. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.